This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Welcome back to Masters of the Cinematic Universe, where we put a nail in the coffin of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Don't look in the trap. We're getting it. It's a trap! <laughs> Looked at the trap, Ray. That third beer really got me good there. Okay. <laughs> so the kids come home to reveal their discovery to Callie, but they find her possessed. Um, just a very clear and beautifully done homage to the first film. Yes. Joe, hit that clip for me, buddy. Mom, are you okay? There is no mom. There is only Zoom. What's happening right now? Mom? Is she okay? Mom? sound effects there but you know they're doing the thing and she's breathing just like fucking you know dana barrett did in that movie yep. she's a dog that's what my dog sounds like when he's sitting around like an asshole <laughs> like, what do you did you run no he's just i i was laying for an hour and then i got up to drink some water and now i'd sound like <laughs> so it's perfect um so yeah. she she <laughs> god damn it she uh she's possessed by Zool, of course. She uh runs out of the house through the window like a fucking mad woman and runs towards the mine shaft. That's where she finds Gary, who you remember is also possessed by one of these dogs, and he's allowing the ghost to uh, start escaping because he's fucking up these auto proton packs that Egon had set up. So he's like wrenching these things loose and blowing them up. Um the two of them merge energies in the mine the kids and by merge energies we basically mean they fuck like that's it's implied. <laughs> yeah. yeah um <laughs> they, oh, they they definitely did, they definitely bone yeah well what did what did podcast said he said at least third base you know what i mean yes at i least. mean they, they give a dog a bone well they got a little humpy <laughs> little humpy. Yeah, no, they, little humpy. They, they clearly look at you like did we uh yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah we did yep. Um, it was the, the Paul kids... Rod. <laughs> well, it didn't actually show it. It just alluded to it. We went from Rick Moranis to Paul Rod. <laughs> yeah. And that's what that's what Moranis did with Sigourney Weaver in the first movie. They, you know, they show him come out and he's got that stupid yeah. face. Then you know, uh -huh. like you know, he's got what he's been after the whole movie. Um, the kids retrieve Act One from the police impound with Lucky's help. 
BB and podcast are able to get the ghost trap and the proton pack out of the weapon holding cell by reaching in and releasing muncher who immediately eats away the bars and escapes they realize um the farmhouse we kind of went over this but this explains it a little bit better joke you want to hit this next clip working on all those years we're building this model the detail is amazing no he came here to finish what the original ghostbuster started to trap gozer out in that dirt field exactly these big silos act as a capacitor uh what's a capacitor would it kill you to read would it kill you to just tell me <laughs> once activated these towers can hold a charge for one moment but in that one moment they can power hundreds of traps so how do we get gozer into the field gozer is protected by two evil spirits the keymaster and the gatekeeper she needs both of them no gatekeeper, no gozer. But first, these spirits must possess two human souls. Like mine. So they can unite. Formally. What are we talking about? We're thinking at least third base. Go mom. Go mom. So it does <laughs> it, it feels like the scene they put in there for like the one guy that never saw Ghostbusters. Also yeah. because yeah. it's a kid's movie. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know. Was this a kids movie? No, it wasn't. But that's <laughs> that's okay. what I said. This, this is a kids movie. No, it's not a kids. This movie. is a kids movie. It's a. It's not. A, it's a kids movie as much as the first one was a kids movie. No, no the first one, the first one kids movie. wasn't just fucking kids leading the entire movie. Right. God forbid. Just because there's kids in it means it's a kids movie. That, that's how it works. Okay. No, I don't feel like I don't feel like your definition allows for much nuance. Like I don't feel like Bad News Bears was a kids movie. No, that was definitely not a kids <laughs> movie. Exactly. But the, the main driver of the plot in this movie is the kids. This is like Sandlot, where it's a kids movie. Yeah, Big Green, Sandlot. Those are those kids driven movies. Just because Bad, news just Bad Santa had a kid in it doesn't make it a kids movie. But this is led by the <clears throat> kids. What about Problem <laughs> Child? Problem Child wasn't a kids movie. Fifty fifty on that one. <laughs> problem child. Listen, this is a this is. I a really want to do problem movie. child now. <laughs> I like that movie. You should. Because it's got Gilbert Godfrey in it. Yes. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's this movie. This movie is not for kids, and I'll tell you why. Because the only people buying the merchandise and the toys that came out were the thirty-five-year-olds. So. It's- look behind me every bit of it was from the yeah. 30 30 year old yes yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah they leave the fire or the firehouse they leave the police station but it's a recreation of the exit of the firehouse in the first yes. movie where the car pulls out and makes a sharp left turn and this the uh, film is sped up so it's it's almost a shot that's frame for frame rebuilding the original shot and it's just a sound effect but joe just play it because you oh, trying yes. to do the the siren sound and it sounds like a British ambulance, <laughs> or me trying to do the siren sound with my mouth and it's like, like it's it's hard to listen to. So give it give it a roll, man. Uh, oh, this is what he's been working. Wrong one. Sorry. Oh, you fucked it. Ah, oh, that's what I do. Although I think uh, the clips are all fucked up to start with. So, <laughs> oops. All right, there we go. Got it. That's all. It's just an iconic sound, like a fucking like a lightsaber turning on, or you know, one of those. Yep. 
Uh, they arrive at the mine and witness Callie and Gary transforming into the terror dog forms with Gozer sitting between them. Gozer looks really cool. It's just like mm-hmm. an updated version of the original design mm-hmm. for the character. Um, Phoebe steps out from hiding to talk and distract Gozer two with her fucking with, jokes. Two things with Gozer as it's portrayed right where she comes in. One is an uncredited Olivia Wilde. Mm-hmm. Yes that plays this who's amazing i loved her in house more than anything yeah and then also you see uh jk simmons as uh evo shandor hmm. right Crazy. at that split scene and the dude had literally like said 10 words and was splitting twain by uh gozer which is yeah. pretty cool that's a big get for such a, a small role you know what i yeah. mean yeah like jake you know they could have put anybody in that role but I feel like just because it's a Ghostbusters movie, he was like, all right, I'm in. And when when she does split him in half, that's practical, dude. I did not know that. Like it's it happens so fast that I assumed it was CG. But if you look at some of like the the behind the scenes set photos, oh my god. There's actually like an apparatus that splits the body in half. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Gozer, so Gozer, yeah, it was Olivia Wilde. But Sigourney but- Weaver did the also, Gozer was voiced by Joe, the the actor who plays Avasarla in The Expanse. I thought Sigourney uh-huh. Weaver did. So, or no, she no. played. She was she was in the movie. That, yeah, she was in the movie in the after credits. <clears throat> okay, that's where it was. But the I, I and I want to say her name because she's an Iranian actor. It's 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 Shorey Agdashlu. I think that's how you pronounce her name. But yeah, she's you wouldn't we would recognize her if you saw her. And if you're especially if you're a fan of the expanse, she played like the the head of the UN, Avasarla. And she voiced Gozer in this. Nice. Yes. That you know, the expanse is one of those things that people talk about. I, I still like haven't that seen show. it. Mm, you gotta get on that shit. Also, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it always yeah. gets the thumbs up from everybody I talk to. <laughs> Oh my God, Joe disappeared. Yeah. I've got all nine of them, but also the book series. Oh, there you go. I've read the first two. I started, I've read all the books. I read all the books and watched the show. Love it. Joe keeps his nerd card. I've even got the 10th, the 10th book in the series. You you can see them. They're all right. Somewhere in that. Over there. Right there. Those are them right there. Those ones are right there. All the James S. Corey books. S.A. Corey, whatever it is. Yep. Nice. If you're listening to the show in the car, Joe has just pointed to what I can only describe as like a thousand books. <laughs> said they're right there. Those are the books right there. Yes. Yeah, I like yeah. reading. And 99% of them are National Geographic. There's a lot of National not Geos, but I'll do this even better. I'll just take a picture. There you go. Um. So, yes, we... Uh, where was I? Oh, yes, Phoebe's Gozer, trying to distract yeah. Gozer. So... Joe, if you want to hit this next clip for me, we're getting towards the end of the clips, but this is just great, man. This is this is where the payoff comes in for all of the uh, terrible jokes that she's been telling this whole movie. Excuse me. Uh, par- pardon me. Yeah, hi. Uh, What do you call a fish with no eyes? Uh, 
a whale. There's two whales in a bar, and one of them goes. And then the other one goes, go home, you're drunk. Grasshopper walks into a bar, and then the bartender's like, "We have a drink named after you." And then the grasshopper's like, "You have a drink named Steve?" <laughs> have you come to offer yourself in sacrifice? What? Are you prepared to die? I'm 12. Are you? I've been like, are you prepared to die on stage at the Apollo? Because your jokes are shit. <laughs> I thought she was getting shadow banned. I mean, oh my God. Look, shadow banned. If, if you can't make me laugh with a bad joke, it's not funny. Oh, the fish one was good. I no, mean, I've heard the joke 500 fucking million great. fucking times in my life. It has never <laughs> been funny. she's the kid Joke. telling jokes, yeah. and yeah. she delivers she, them perfectly. Look, if you really want to deliver, I, I, I'd have traded the, the fish one for what do you call a cow with no legs? Ground, Ground beef. beef. Yeah, mm. they come off a popsicle stick, dude. Yeah, That's these are fucking not from. funny. Like, the delivery, and her delivery was not even... This, this, this. I'll get yeah. it. I, I, I want to point okay. out that she You're barely... You're on an island alone again, Joe. She barely broke character... In this delivery, in my opinion. No, I think actually... she acted well. I just don't like it. No, so the I'll smile. You, yeah, I'll tell you guys, um, I had a job in New Jersey, and when I left that job, it transferred my 401k, right? And when you set up the 401k with this company, you had security questions that, you, you know, like shit like, you know, mother's maiden name, whatever. But it was a custom field. You could make the security question whatever you wanted. So I made it. If someone asks you if you're a god, you say what? <laughs> and then the That's answer was yes. yes. And I did that when I started the job. I worked there for years and years. I never really gave it much thought. And then when I left and I was on the phone with this lady, she's like, okay, I just need to verify some information. <laughs> and she's asking me my name and address. And she, out of nowhere, this lady's like, if someone asks you if you're a god, you say what? And I, I was so caught off guard. I was like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Are you quoting <laughs> Ghostbusters? And I, I didn't realize, I didn't remember that I had done that. So I was like, oh, oh you say yes, yes. She's like, okay, now I can talk to you about your 401k, you fucking <laughs> child. You know. That reminds me of the story uh, Dan told on Tom and Dan when he was working at Clear Channel. Um, and he had to call in because he forgot how to, like, something happened where his, like, his account locked up and he had made his, like, password for uh, his email, like Big Titty sixty nine, <laughs> and he has like some woman on the phone, and he's trying to explain to her like she's like, okay, so what's your pass? Your last pass? She's like B I G T T I, <laughs> like he's spelling it all, and then she goes Big Titty sixty nine. <laughs> yes, I hear you, Danny McBride. <laughs> Shit made me laugh. Oh my god, that's good. Um. So yes, uh, we get the distraction podcast while this is happening is controlling the uh, RTV oh. trap and captures one of the terror dogs, the ones possessing Callie. So releases her from her, her dog form. Yeah. She passes out. The kids escape in the act of one with Callie. Girl, you don't as like Gary, you. you like my doggy style. Doggy style. Gary still possessed in doggy style form. Chases after the car, and 
the conversation they have in the car is my second to last clip. Boyfriend? Inside that trap is the gatekeeper. Gatekeeper? If the gatekeeper and the keymaster reunite. One second. Baby, you're. You're. I'm a scientist. Fuck yeah, bro. Also, you still yeah. have three more clips. I know. I, I realized that. <laughs> I loved how they took one of the most misogynistic lines in the original movie, which was born of when was your last menstrual menstrual cycle? Yes. And the guy's like, why are you asking her that? And he's like, I want to back off, man. Yeah, I'm a man, scientist. I'm a scientist. Yes. To this fucking little girl with pride saying like, I am like my grandfather. I'm a scientist. Beautiful stuff, man. Um, they make their way to the farmhouse they attempt the same trap as Egon. Callie and Phoebe stand on the porch holding the ghost trap with the terror dog that Gozer needs to become fully resurrected. Gozer peers out of the cornfield or the wheat field or, you know, the CGI plant field. And Phoebe tries to turn on the traps. But again, just like they did with Egon, they fail. Um, some mini Stay puff Marshmallow Men sabotage the equipment inside the Ecto-1 which allows Gozer to release the demon terror dog from the ghost trap. She just pries that shit open with her bare hands like a fucking, like a beast. Mm-hmm. The freed dog possesses Lucky now, and just as this is happening, Gozer's now back to full strength. She's going to kill Phoebe with her fucking emperor lightning fingers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really it, it really just is the same thing. Um when suddenly she is hit with a proton blast from behind Joe. This is what you've been waiting for, buddy. Hit that clip. Hey, flat top. Have you missed us? Those are the Gozarian. The name of the county of Somerville, state of Oklahoma, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, all the members of Ducks Unlimited, the Association for the Advancement of Retired Persons, I command you under the National Invasive Species Act to depart this world immediately. Bravo. I think she remembers us. Are you a god? Ray? Oh, come on, Ray. Yes. Yeah, we're all gods. Yeah, I mean, we're all pretty dang special down here. On a personal note, I thought that we had busted up for good. I mean, it wasn't working for me. My friends didn't think so. I know yours did. Okay, playtime's over. Let's toast this muffin. Light him up. Man, I love that sound. On the count of three, go on to... One. <laughs> I really One think of, this movie like would have like done way better to have you know more of these guys in this movie. Nope. nope. Yep. Yep. It was the perfect amount. Of no, it wasn't. They literally Absolute stood in the line, per- said one line, and got out. And Absolute scared. perfect amount. Nope. It is a passing torch. Needs more. It's, a, yes. it's not. 
It's not meant to be their movie. It's a passing of the nope. torch. Nope. They were there to pass the torch, and they did, and that's all. They it would have been diluted if they had been more in the movie. The pop when they said, you know, hey, flat yeah, top, and they the pop in the theater and everything. Exactly. Everybody the was like arms in the air. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Had they come in shed. like three scenes earlier, they still have been arms in the air. Nope. Yep. No, dude. That was nope. that was the not Captain the America. Way catching Molnir oh moment God. of this movie. Exactly. Mm. This That's is like yeah, Captain America was still for like in, was in, in the, the rain, entire dude. rest of that movie. <laughs> no, the, but the, the 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 two don't match up. Nah. No, dude, it no. was it less kid, with... more fucking good shit. <laughs> the thing is like it's it's a be careful what you wish for scenario because if you got the the Ghostbusters sequel that was just these old men for the whole movie, right? That was in 2012. Like, yeah, and it was like uh, uh, the gag is what like oh we're too old for this shit like for, yeah I would have fucking loved hours. that no how they long did... have they tried to make Ghostbusters three since the fucking hold on first 90s, of all I didn't right? say they needed and to they be never in... did it because the script never worked none of them wanted I, to do it I did ever not say they needed to be in the, the entire script. movie but of a two hour plus movie they should have been in more than five minutes it's an hour and fifty seven it's not two it's two hours and two <laughs> Doug to raise your point it's what two was hours bad and two. Is... They had a script finalized in 2009, and Murray didn't sign off on it. And then it came to 2012 when they were going to finalize it again. And kind of one regrets that uh, happened from Groundhog Day was Murray and Ramis didn't really um, kind of right. um, reform their friendship at that point. Yep. And then he passed in 2014 with a little bit of a regret. So that's mm -hmm. that's the reason why it could have happened in 2012 for real. All right. Yeah, I, I just think you know. You're gonna get more of that in the next movie, which is it's already shot. So you're gonna get more of the New York stuff and the older Ghostbuster mentor stuff because now they've met. Because you know they realized I mean? this... it was a mistake to not put them in more of the movie. Why the movie was successful and it mm. was well received critically and by fans. So where's the mistake, yes. Joe? Uh, it didn't pass yeah. my There's test. There's no mistake. And Joe, because... as we have all clearly realized, I control the narrative of the entire existence of reality. So well, well, you missed this. True. You <laughs> missed this very valid point and very valid plot hole that's still discussed in GB communities right now about afterlife. Gangbang? How did? No, 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 no. How did? How did the three guys know from Phoebe's phone call to make it to there in Oklahoma? Because they knew where the fuck uh, Spangler was. Look, yeah, but hold on. How the, ma the, the magical here. shrinking suits, the car that fucking just runs after wrecking, none of that matters, but they don't know where the guy's been living at for the past 30 years. Oh, yeah, I have zero problem with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't even have a problem with that one. I'm like, of course they know where he is. I agree with you. I have no problem with that. <laughs> yeah. But that's the plot the, hole was that's the call to arms. Million is what that is. Yeah. yeah, but the call to arms was Phoebe didn't tell him that there was imminent danger. Well, she told him that her grandpa died, and um, they probably they were coming. They were coming to pay respects with now, proton packs. Now look, they are the Ghostbusters. Yeah, they know. Now yeah. I will tell you the one thing that I you know if you want to fucking even this is the one fourteen million for me like I don't even gonna complain about it but how they showed up at the exact right moment mm, that one maybe but you know it's that's for 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 dramatic timing. See, I like the idea Which that Which is why Ray... the pop matters, so that's why I wanted to raise that but, case. The pop matters right there. I think more accurately, they would have showed up like a day or two earlier and then like be like, all right, we got to get this whole plan in place and let's do this and then taught the kids and been mentors to the kids and it would have been and better. that would have oh, made the movie too long. That, 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 it would have too long. And who that wants to see the them in a Best long. Western like sitting around talking about the plot and everything? <laughs> the like, come best on, Western! Man. <laughs> right. no, uh, it would have been exactly. the worst Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tony, I think I think the answer to that question is once he got off the phone with that girl, it reignited his curiosity about the things that he was being warned about by Egon. And he opened up his books and his Tobin spirit guides and all his shit and really dug into the claims that Egon was Mm -hmm. making and made the connections and, and came to the same conclusions that Egon came to that he just wouldn't meet him at back yeah. then also this is a literal I, psychic I tornado right. like he his, just, his, you know. his vodka is made from wheat and not potatoes <laughs> yes no eric i think you're right because ray was the one who believed mm-hmm. yeah. the most yeah yeah he was he on was... board with that whole thing but their, their soured friendship squashed that in his head and you're right that it, it was reignited with the phone yeah. call and he yeah. realized that he this is why he moved there and then we yep. better we better get on this shit yep that's it man yeah. it's as simple as that i think i agree go into the ghostbusters communities and share that shit also yeah. i'm really surprised they didn't get george suclos to be somewhere in that place when there's a fucking cave with alien paintings and shit on the walls oh, <laughs> he should have been there doing like a documentary when they went down in the mine shaft and he's like in there aliens and they're like you dumbass it's ghosts <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> All right, so Ray Stans appears with Peter Vinkman and Winston Zedmore, the three original remaining Ghostbusters, cross the streams once again and fire at Gozer. She appears to be subdued, but then she begins uncrossing the motherfucking streams. Also, since yeah. when can like the streams become lassos to fucking like uncross? They were always lassos. They were always lassos, yeah. even in the original movie. But I don't remember anyone grabbing them and pulling them before. This is like a new thing. Uh, so grabbing and two, pulling. the two ghosts that uh, they got in the courtroom, you could see them lassoing. Mm-hmm. But did the, the ghosts have the ability brothers. to grab it and pull it? Well, no are ghosts really, are really you're, strong you're, enough. You're, this is also yeah. another plot. But it happened twice in this movie now. But yeah, this but this is, is a, a demigod, though, that they're exactly. up against. Yeah, exactly. and she's been fooled by this cross the streets bullshit once before. Right. She, she's not going down the same way again. Fuck. Yeah, she Fuck. learned like Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yes, you got your original crew. Um, she uncrosses the streams and blasts the Ghostbusters back, causing them all to fall down and bust their ass. We get some funny dialogue. We get some good stuff. Like I don't remember this job hurting so much, and Winston's yeah. like, "Well, I do, asshole." Yeah, that was that was a good one. <laughs> Gozer approaches them as Peter jokingly complains about the inherent troubles in their relationship. He's so Bill Murray, like he was so perfect in this little. Like too much yes. of this would have been annoying too, man. Like he mm-hmm. he gave it just enough. Don't forget, podcast has been tasering marshmallow men the whole fucking time. He's that having the time of his life yes. in that in that car. Um, just as she reaches them, she's again captured by a soul proton beam. But by you, this time it's Phoebe whose aim is being. Oh, this is the scene, man. Oh, so yeah. you see Phoebe and she's shooting the proton stream and she kind of gets into a battle of will against Gozer's electrical emperor lightning fingertips. And as the camera pans around to Phoebe's side, you see a hand guiding hers and it is the hand of her grandfather, Egon. Oh, I thought it was two time. Time stood still in the movie theater was so quiet yes. when that scene came up. And then all you heard was gasp. Dude. You had to have seen that coming. Listen, it doesn't fucking ma- yeah. Helen see, Keller could see that coming. See, you see it this coming. Is, this Stevie but, Wonder saw that coming. This sums this up, though. You yeah. got four people on this podcast, three of which are sentimental, one of which does not have a sentimental bone in their body. <laughs> I got and one that's sentimental the bone. Difference in the viewing of this movie, and I'm not. I'm not. 
I'm not being negative to Joe for that, but Joe is not a sentimental guy. No. So the no. the scenes and the throwbacks and the homage and all the fan service yeah. that that is also, Ghostbusters I didn't really does like, not affect Joe like it affects us. I also yeah. really didn't like the original invested. Ghostbusters. And on well, top like, of that, well, that's what I mean. I hate predictability in fucking movies. If I know what's going to happen before it happens, which I knew this entire fucking movie, what was going to happen, it ruins it. Okay. So you watching Star Trek does that, right? Star Trek, you don't always know what's going to happen. Oh, you'll get the fuck out of here. No, you don't. I didn't see see a fucking shitty musical coming out last week that I hated. It's one big telegraph. Are you kidding me? Especially Strange New Worlds has been a telegraph. Ah, not always. I did not see that bullshit-ass fucking uh, uh, musical episode. Yeah, that's because it's gotten to the point where they're like, we got to do something different, man. Also, like, though, the yeah. episode before, did you watch the one that you that was after the... Uh, yes, I did with, see that. That reminded me was, of a Deep Space Nine episode. That was fucking was great. A, that was a very and good episode. I didn't see that coming, the, the conclusion of that episode. Well, what I'm saying... You can't throw them all atop at this, Joe. You're not going to win. No. <laughs> Look, Picard, you can see what was coming. Other than that, you can't see what's coming. Dude, there's no yeah. way you can tell me you watched Discovery and saw what the fuck was coming. I, I, you know what? I never got through all the discovery. I still... I this it was ago. predictable. I knew from the very beginning when he fucking died there and the little thing lit up that he was going to be there to save the day at the end of the movie. Well, of course. It's fucking... It's called Ghostbusters right. Afterlife. Here is my biggest afterlife in the gripe title. of the entire fucking movie. Oh, here it is. The trap's open, right? They catch every fucking ghost in existence, but his ass who's standing right there doesn't get pulled into a trap. Ah, uh, there's an in-universe explanation for this. Yes, there is. Because Egon designed those traps, mm-hmm. and they are designed to capture a specific type of paranormal entity, which he is not. You notice how all the ghosts in Ghostbusters that they're fighting look kind of monstrous and disgusting and shit, and he just looks like mm-hmm. a guy that he was in life? Yep. Because he's not deformed by the sins of his fucking human life and shit. Yeah, there's two there's two afterlifes, yeah. and he's showing kind of the good guy side, and what they captured was the bad guys. No, Joe, there's no hand wobbling there. That's the yeah. answer. That's just, the answer, dude. It's okay to sometimes say you're wrong. Really, it he's is okay. dead. He's a it's ghost. All right to it say catches that ghosts. It's he all right made, to say that. He made the traps. Why yeah. would he make the trap? Look, design the trap to suck him up after he's dead. Yeah, he's not Elon because Musk because he doesn't he expect right. he's going to be dead. <laughs> He what do you mean he doesn't dead? expect he's going to be dead? Well, he didn't expect the, the traps. One thing to... we all know is going to happen to him. He didn't expect the traps to open when he was dead. That was his plan the whole time. After he died, he guided their hand toward it. Well, yeah, after he died, but before he died, he didn't plan the fucking trap to not fucking suck him no, in. No, but he he planned the traps around that philosophy that Eric just described. Well, what not if fucking Hitler, his own death? What though, if Hitler's just, ghost came? Hitler's ghost wouldn't be some weird monster creature? He just yes, be a why would, It would be the most fucking monster ghost ever. No, it would just be a floating me? mustache. What do it's you mean? fucking Hitler. <laughs> He'd still be a fucking human, though. Holy no. fuck. He wouldn't be a Joe. weird dog or some no. fucking metal munching ectoplasm. Hey. Slimer was supposed up. to Move represent. Move on, Joe. No. You're wrong. I am absolutely you guys you guys are so are 100% wrong. I love, I love how you guys. Like oh, Slimer was a complete for this. Wrong. This is Slimer not a rubber. Was a guy, yeah. Right? He was a guy that died and now he looks no, like he Slimer. Wasn't. Why does he look like? What was That's not how ghosts work. He was Jim Belushi. Oh, well, he was yes, the dude in Okay. Hold on. I can go with that. Slimer was the guy behind him being Jim Belushi. Yeah. You. 
Every ghost in Ghostbuster looks like a monster. Although, what were they in life before? He's not they died? Jim Belushi. He's Jim Belushi's brother who has the pot farm and makes no, a TV show. No, no, he's still alive. How dare you? <laughs> His Who's career isn't. <laughs> Carrie Belushi? I don't know. Yeah. John Belushi. John Belushi. John Belushi. Yeah. John Belushi. Yeah. Oh, God, that show is so bad. This is, it, dude, like, this isn't a rubber shark named Bruce, okay? So leave it alone. Yeah. All right. We got to move on. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we get the sequence that affected everybody deeply other than joe i mean just grown men crying in the movie theater me yep. included um it was a beautiful moment man you can say it was predictable joe but it, it affected me in a big bad way yeah um it's predictable i'm just i'm surprised there wasn't like a fucking laugh track or like a simon said applause that's how fucking predictable it's a sitcom this might as well have been a sitcom you you you're so off base that it's i'm embarrassed for you mm-hmm. that's yeah. a, that's how i'm feeling right now Yes. Dude, my dad cried and he's a he's a well, what I call a, a man's man. He's a big burly six five dude that's just he works on diesel trucks, big guy, but never cry at anything. This dude cried when I showed him afterlife. Yeah, I believe it, man. And that grabbed my attention. I was like, I've never seen my dad cry openly like this. Yeah. And it was so it was so respectfully done. You gotta understand this wasn't like some of the other deceased actors you see that that pop up in films. They, they consulted with the family and with his daughter and wanted to do this in a way that, that felt respectful. And part of the way they accomplished was that was he doesn't speak. Dude, this is so, Paul Walker looking over at Vin Diesel and then Vin Diesel looking back at him and fucking not nodding even his close. head. Not Look, even close. He made the same like face the entire time. They're looking and at the him fact, like... He's like, the fact that, that Ivan Reitman did the mocap for mm-hmm. this is even more emotional. Oh yeah, that yeah, makes 100%. it even more emotional. There's the answer right there, Joe. You're holding up the reason you are the way you are right now. Yeah, an empty bottle okay. of. Uh, I'm holding exactly. up the, the reason that I was able to tolerate this movie. Okay. Oh, oh, that's low. <laughs> so yeah, we Bullshit. we get we get an amazing cinematic. Moment. I can see a 4.9 coming out of my mouth. <laughs> 15 minutes from now just oh to counteract God. whatever bullshit score look i'm not gonna give this a stupid low score but it is not a 4.9 if you give this a 4.9 you're just making yourself look like an you ass know, you know i wouldn't do that you're just so. making yourself look stupid at that point <laughs> hey careful what you wish for look i, um, I told you i'm not gonna t- I, I didn't hate this movie i just think it's fucking predictable and like you know cheesy dude the last well, 30 minutes of this movie is great and this is the best part go ahead eric I didn't say it's bad. Tony. I said it's predictable. Hold on, I never said Thanks, it was bad. Man. I said it was predictable, and then he's a ghost that should have got sucked into a ghost trap. Okay, but we are you. But you got you got the proper answer for that question. I though. got some bullshit to show that you were wrong, hundred uh, percent wrong. Nope. Again, it's okay sometimes to say, you know what? In yeah. this particular case, I was I want to see the point where he like designed the trap to not catch himself. Dude, have you seen a locksmith get locked out of his own car? Come on, man. Yeah, and I'm that'd sure be a that really happens. exciting moment in the movie when you're in the basement with Egon and he's fucking soldering and shit. And like, right? He's like, come on. All right, this is how I don't get myself caught in my own trap. That's not no, how it works. That's it. But Joe, it was already explained to you. That's not what happened. He looked at ghosts in general. He knows there's a difference between ghosts. Not even thinking of his own death. Just the fact that he's a scientist who's battling ghosts. Yeah, yeah, good ghost and bad ghost. He designs the job. ghost trap. Whose job is it to tell who's a good ghost, ghost and who's a bad ghost? Well, right. you know, he's got to wrestle with that because yeah. if you capture a ghost... Now he's you... a philosophizer. Yeah, I say yeah, you exactly. collect, capture all the ghosts, they go to ghost court, and then they get released if they're fucking good. Okay, you know what? You write that movie. 
Go ahead. I will. I'm gonna call it. Be a porno. I'm gonna call it Ghost Court, and it's gonna be just like Night Court with Judge Judge Judy as the guy. You know what? Giving some of the crap that's on TV today, you got a shot at getting made, my friend. He's gonna release it on Pornhub. If Young Sheldon can get made, that show can get made. Speaking of Young Sheldon, that girl was in it. The the fucking Egon girl was in it. Yeah, she oh, was yeah, in yeah, she was She's in also it. been in like a fucking shit ton of things, by the way. Yes. I'm gonna give Joe, I'm gonna give you more credit than you deserve right now. <laughs> okay. And you'd and watch Ghost is, Court? No, but this is this is true. <laughs> you know you'd watch Ghost Court. No, I wouldn't. IDW is a comic company that makes Ghostbusters comic books. And in yes. those comic books, they wrestle with the notion that my God, we are capturing these spirits and trapping them in a box for what is essentially eternity what are the ramifications of that do we know for sure that they deserve to be trapped in this exactly. purgatory so they do explore some of the you know philosophy. headier concepts of the of the philosophy that like, in why the don't they have book. work release you know slimer could come in fucking handy somewhere there's like a, there's got to be some kind of composting fucking situation where he can like well, he was do he community was loose service. again in the cartoons right so yeah he became like the mascot yeah because he he's like fucking the, cool <laughs> He was like the Dalmatian for the firehouse. And stuff. Exactly. He was like the Scooby Doo of the firehouse. Yeah, as yeah. I was saying, like there should be a work release program. I, I want to make Ghost Court. Um, Except for Hitler, there's look, no work release for Hitler Ghost. Oh I'm yeah, sorry, not, but there's no work release for Hitler Ghost. Joe, no. there's already Ghost I'm Court. Sure there's something he can do that, that'd be fucking okay. good. That nope. was Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That's Ghost Court. They the went best to treat. Jersey. The best treatment of Ghost Hitler is in Little Nicky. That is the best <laughs> yeah, fucking treatment oh, of Ghost is, Hitler yes. ever. Okay, because uh, that's what Chicago. he's got. If if the afterlife is real, that's what that motherfucker is doing every day. All right. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna yes. wrap it Look, up. There's a rider strike right now. I could probably get Ghost Court greenlighted. You're not getting green. I'm you could. This better than a lot of TV shows on TV right this, now. This so. is my opportunity. All right, Eric, fight through it. Go. All right. So the other three Ghostbusters jump up and join the battle by firing their own proton beams with the combined force of four beams. Once again, Ghosts are suppressed but not captured. Meanwhile, Trevor and podcast have been able to defeat the mini puffs and repair the sabotaged equipment, allowing Trevor to emerge from Ecto-1 and fires proton beam at the electrical capacitors. The burst of energy charges them up. Callie throws the switch to turn the traps on again, and this time they successfully activate capturing Gozer and the terror dogs. The other three original Ghostbusters stare in amazement at the site of the ghost of their fallen comrade. They watch as he says goodbye, fixes Phoebe's glasses and hair, and gives Callie a hug. Having reconciled with his family, Egon's form fades and dissipates into the night sky. Um, again, no, this didn't hit you in the same way it hit us, but this was a fucking hard watch, dude. Ooh. Like When Winston said, I really miss you, man, I lost it. I know. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I lost I it so much. I did. Yep. Cause that was, it was right very predictable, streams. but, but I lost it. Yeah. Yeah. I lost it too. Every time. And I've seen this movie many, many times. It kills me, man. Uh, Lucky and Gary break free of the frozen dog carcasses and the three surviving original Ghostbusters become acquainted with the Spanglers before Winston tells them that he's going to fix up the Ecto-1 because what happened to you, baby? Like, what these fuckers do to you? Yeah. And the three original Ghostbusters take it and their equipment back to New York City. Ray Stance is revealed to be podcast's one and only subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a great little yes. end. Which goes back to that. proving that Tony is Ray. 
hundred <laughs> percent. And if you want to hit this clip, this I I felt this in my soul, man. Because you know we talk a lot about like our podcast and then doing adjacent podcast with you know Samantha and Tom and Dan, and I'll do these events and and I'll have some people come up that know me through them and have found our show through them. And this is what that feels like. Are you all right, son? You just single-handedly defeated a manifestation of Gozer. You gotta be my podcast. Sure, what's it called? Mystical Tales of the Unknown Universe. MTW, that's you. Wait, you're my subscriber? Really found its voice in the 46th episode. that hits different especially because phonetically it sounds so much like MOTC. i was just thinking that's like very close to MOTCU. it's it's so great the way ray just immediately abbreviates the the podcast (laughs) mtw yeah yeah that show um we see an overhead shot you know the funny fucked up part is it's mysteries of the yes it should Mm -hmm. be m-o-t-u-u and then it's only one letter off and if you turn that fucking first u sideways it's a c (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're almost it. there yeah, yeah. You're, right. you're right um fuck but it still sounds close he says it fast and he's got that you know the canadian thing going so. the fanfare and the sounds of that levity like the whole de-escalation of the situation and everything as soon as that fanfare came in you know with the little the the bass violin and the was it the clarinets and all that oh yeah. my gosh dude yeah yeah mm-hmm I'm telling you, man, this is an underrated score, the Ghostbusters score. You get a lot of love for Star Wars and Back to the Future and all the John Williams stuff, but uh, this this ranks right up there with me, man. Like, this is mm-hmm. really powerful music because it's silly, and it's a Ghostbusters is a comedy first. You know what I mean? Yes. It does so much with the music. Um, we see an overhead shot of Ecto-1 driving with its emergency lights on across a bridge in New York City. And then we finally hear the Ghostbusters theme song for the first time in yes. this movie. So they did it backwards. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just hit the play button. No, that was your timing was actually really good. The wild turkey. It, it, it's empty. It helped. It helped. Oh, it's empty. empty. On a new drug. <laughs> We get the song, man. Strange. We get a uh, ripped off from a plumbing ad. <laughs> Who you gonna call? Who you gonna call? Big credit scene uh, where we see Dana Barrett. She's now Dana Barrett Venkman, played by Sigourney Weaver. And she tests Peter Venkman's psychic powers with the same pattern cards and the same electroshock machine Peter used. Uh, his university research before he became a Ghostbuster, and this feels like their attempt at making up for what a creep he was, because now Sigourney is shocking him, um, <laughs> and it's kind of fun. Um, after that, we get another post-credit scene showing a conversation between Winston, who's now the wealthy head of his family, and Janine, in which Winston mentions that he's been using his resources to maintain the Ghostbusters properties, including Ray's Cult's bookstore, and now the fire station that had originally served as a Ghostbusters headquarters. This is followed by Winston opening the fire station's door to allow Acto-1 to be driven back inside, and we see a shot of the basement's containment system with a blinking red light, an ominous blinking red light. Yes. 
which is setting us up for the next Ghostbusters film. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Ghostbusters Afterlife. We watch it, we came, we saw, we kicked its ass. <laughs> and uh, now you're going to owe us four big ones. <laughs> <laughs> and now there's just one thing left to do. I am a movie critic by trade, and until recently, I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame. Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral two, give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic, Rent the classic. Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go. If the movie stinks, just don't go. You love me. You really love me. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Why are you not entertained? If we get a second Patreon member this month, my promise to you is that I will make Joe cut that intro to just the word ratings. That's it. <laughs> I do not agree to that. I know you don't. You love I can, that. I can now, if that Patreon member like is like a hundred dollar a month member, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, you're right. It's got to be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, it's time to rate this movie. As always, when we have a guest of honor, Tony, we will start with you. What is your rating what? and why? Wait. Yes, I was waiting on this. So you're waiting on the I rating? Had... No, no, no. <laughs> I'm wait. I'm waiting to give you a uh, service of this movie because oh, me, me? this is ranked <laughs> up there with like Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Two, even Answer to Call because I still like that movie. But I'm gonna give this movie a four point eight mm, and like here that. here's my reason why the fan service in this movie is better than any other fan service at any other franchise and ghostbusters did it right boom i like yep. that i like that and i agree with you man yeah it's just I, I said this before but it's it appears and feels to be made from a place of reverence and love i mean it's the fucking it's the guy's son he was the perfect guy to make this movie and you can feel that uh, and- in every frame the remake of the characters and the new characters enveloped into canon and the only reason I'm, I'm docking it like two decimal points is on well two tenths of a point is honestly just some of the editing and some of the you know those factors but I mean that to me it's not a flawless movie I mean nothing's gonna be flawless this whole movie was done in Ghostbuster spirit the whole DIY community that, that built all the props. I mean, there's so much heart that went into this movie. I mean, it's unfathomable how many people like really chipped in. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember following that stuff too. Like with the Adam Savage behind the scenes videos, like, yes. Oh my God, we get to see. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, man. So 4.8 out of five, an incredibly high and well-deserved score. Doug, where are you at with this one, man? All right. Um, well, to be, kind of corny and punny Boston makes me feel good this movie made me feel good and that's why I love it so much It it it's such a perfect like move on thing from the original 
a way to set up the franchise in the best way. Like Tony said, if the fan service, just the nods, the Easter eggs, just the overall homage to everything from the, from the first movie and somewhat the second movie, it just meant a lot to me. Um, I don't know that I like it as much as I can rate it as high as the first movie, which on re-ratings, I gave it a 4.4. So this is a 4.3 for me. Okay. Yeah. That uh, it, I'm hard pressed to disagree with anything you said, man. Yeah, it's 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 a good summary, and I'm gonna bask in it because now it's time to turn it over <laughs> to Joe. <laughs> All right, so I don't have feelings for the movie, and I think that's where the big the biggest difference comes in for me. So I'm just rating this as a movie, um, like as a movie I watched, and if did it entertain me, will it get my time? Um, I thought it had a lot of parts about it I liked. I thought it did have a decent story. Um, although that story was literally just Ghostbusters 1, but rehashed like with kids. Um, there was a couple minor changes. I, it was predictable. I, I did I did like the scene where he came back. I thought it was cute. I thought it was well done. I mean, I don't not have a heart. I just saw it coming. So, like, that pisses me off when I see things coming. I wanted something to surprise me, and nothing really surprised me in this entire movie. So, like, that's kind of what sucked for me. Um, but this is like me there. But like I said, it had a plot. It was watchable. Um, I thought the cool like twist on the Stay Puff being like tiny instead of extra large was cool. And I love the fucking massacre scene. Um, I like Paul Rudd getting Baskin Robbins. I really wish that Michael <laughs> Pena like explained like the whole Ghostbusters. But, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Um, I do like the cameo at the end. I like the fact they brought them all back. I wish I would have got a little more of them. I'm not saying the whole movie, but just a little more of them. Um, the scene at the end where they fucking gave Bill Murray a chance to like not be completely sexist, take some of that back. That was cool. Um, overall, um, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I'm kind of somewhere in the middle, but I'm, but I'm a little higher than the middle. So I'd probably go like a 3.8. Okay. That was a very fair mm-hmm. and tempered. Yes. I was expecting you to unleash, you know, the fucking well, gozer on this thing. Well, I didn't hate it. <laughs> that review, that review did not reflect what he said to the rest of the show. Yeah. That well, the problem is you guys just it kept, was two different people. You guys defended every single fucking thing that could have been wrong with this movie. And I'm like, no, you got to like admit that these things could be wrong. I see. Where I'll, you're I'll do. From. I'll do some of that if you did the one thing, but you didn't want I'm to. I'm still going to so. gloss over. I don't know what the one thing so. was. <laughs> Oh, that he couldn't catch himself. The trap, right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's right. a ghost. That's, ghost that's, is a ghost. Ghost is a ghost is a ghost. Well, you're wrong, but that's fair. I'm a ghost. But your ghost. review is fair, and I appreciate your review. Um, yeah, I, I, I will just say that I love this movie. You know, when you love a franchise and a film that much, and it means so much to you, um, it becomes a dangerous thing when you know, they fuck with it or make something new out of it. And you never know what you're going to get. And is it going to tarnish it or is it going to ruin it for you? I'm not the guy that, that, you know, can't enjoy the old thing because he doesn't like the new thing as much, but luckily for me, I love the new thing almost as much as the old thing. Um, it checked a lot of boxes that there was so much care that went into making this movie feel like it lived in that same world. Um, you know with the humor with the effects just everything it was like the perfect meshing of 
um, ingredients. So I love the movie quite a bit. It 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 hits me on an emotional level too, man. It's a hard watch, especially you know towards the end. I cry every single time. Um, but I love this movie, and it takes it in an exciting direction. I can't wait to see what they do next year with the sequel. So with all that said. I think I gave the original 1984 Ghostbusters a 4.8 out of 5. Mm. Uh, This is close, man. This is like a 4.6 out of 5 for me. So it's not quite, you know, not quite there, but goddamn, it's close, man. I'll watch it anytime it's on. I put this movie on all the time. So that's what we feel about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Let us know whether you agree or not, or who you side with, or what side of the argument you land on as far as would Egon get sucked into his own traps. <laughs> uh, you know, join the Facebook group or join the uh, Patreon, and we'll chat with you about it there. Um, yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Go watch it. Go watch the first one. Go watch the second one. Go watch the 2016 one. Yeah. Um, unless you're one of those guys. And then go watch this one. Yeah, unless you hate women and think that women shouldn't be have equal rights. Yep. That's yeah. why I hate the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll admit it now. I'll yeah. admit it now. We finally cracked Doug's show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> yep. That's well, why he that's why he doubled on... down so hard on, on Black Widow and the veins popped out of his neck because he knew he was gonna have to fucking eat shit when he yes. came to Ghostbusters. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You found it. You found it. It's yep. all it's it's been a ruse this time. That's Doug's me. Doug's been an advocate for women the entire time that we've known him, and it was all just to cover up. I yes. thought it was just Gal yeah. Gadot. No, you know, you know what it is? It's a way to get chicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. Well, we have some people to thank before we go. But before we, we do. do that, before we do that, Tony, do you have anything you would like to plug? Uh, this movie was great. So, uh, who hasn't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife? That's what I'm trying to figure out. But um, honestly, uh, I'm on the other shows with uh your buddy Joseph O'Rourke. Yeah. Here. So we have the Texas State Boggle Champs, which is a King of the Hill uh kind of watch along, tag along. We even talk about some songs at the end of it. And then also with another member of our, I would say within our like my crew is uh John Schick and Joe and I are in a Letter Kenny podcast called Texas Size Ten Four. So that's yeah, we just all did I really some new episodes. Point. Yes. Well, we've also changed providers, so that, yeah. that probably the hosting service really helps yeah. or hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, right. overcoming. Thanks, the Will. Good job, Will. <laughs> yeah, that was a great idea. Yeah, I mean, we're getting you know like two hundred, three hundred downloads an episode. Now it's like ten. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's me watching it ten times. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yes. that's all. That's all I have to share. I really appreciate everybody that's either joined or uh, shared thoughts on any of our shows. I would say within our network. Hell yeah, man! Yeah, uh, we were happy that you were able to come on. I knew that this was the movie to have you on for, so I'm glad you're able to join us, man. And uh, yeah, check out the other podcasts on the Just Surprise Me Network. And we're still calling it that, right? So yeah, I think so. Me Network. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, uh, that's that's gold right there. I agree. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we got some people to thank. We do. We've got some. Mo, Mo. I was going to do Mo. Mo. <laughs> no, start with Mo. Uh, JustCallMo.com. Mo DeWitt. If you were injured on the go, just call Mo. If you have legal questions, just call Mo. If you're attacked by miniature sentient marshmallows, just call Mo. 
Uh, if you get run over by a 15 year old driving a 1959 Cadillac ambulance, just call Mo. Uh, if you get possessed by the spirit of a Sumerian apocalypse god, just call Mo. Turn into a dog, just call Mo. What if you take your uh, Ghostbuster suits into a dry cleaner and they all shrink to the size of kids? Uh, I don't know that you could claim personal injury. It's a, I don't know. That seems like a frivolous lawsuit. I don't, I don't know that Mo's into like the frivolous lawsuit game. You know what I'm saying? What if you get sucked into your own ghost trap? If you get sucked into your own ghost, you, you, you have a tendency to bring up these like cases where you would be suing yourself. I'm not sure how that would work. What if you own a Mo? restaurant and somebody comes by and like changes it from spinners to sinners? Oh yeah, that's. I mean, it's Definitely. property damage, right? That's that's no good. I'm sure you could at least ask Mo about that. Again, just call Mo.com. Check out the website. There's free stuff and cheap stuff on the merchandise section. Um, unique merch for an attorney, man. The summer of Mo apparel, especially, is is quite fun. Um, and we also need to thank our Patreon members. We do. We do. We've got these uh, fine folks. They give us money every month, and we love them for it. We really do. We love them for other reasons, too. But the fact that they give us money every month, we love them for that. So we're going to read their names. We start off with founding member Hannah Christ. And we've got Peter Bianco from the Tone Jerks podcast, the Second Button podcast, the Off the Rails podcast, and a yet-to-be-remembered-by-me podcast, Mr. Ryan Gower. Our co-host on the Just Surprise Me podcast, as well as his own podcast sharing maps mr will lehu our guest on this very show tonight from the single path podcast is that still going i know i asked you this the last time tony we were trying to change host again and joe and oh, i, I gotta... started a first like my podcast episode okay yeah i need to uh, upload all I... those back to the new feed I have to re-congregate all, right. all of my guests and everything again to even get that started but i think i'm about to go back on shadow band shadow band so all right there's that so we'll leave it but then we all we've also got uh the texas state boggle chance podcast and the texas size 10 for podcast mr tony DeGraw. Woo, woo. from the great state of tennessee mr michael mcveigh then we've got, also got another michael mr michael van zant michael van zant 28 days to vegas and then we'll talk all right he's a vegas guy like me so i love it and last, but definitely not least, Mr. Huge Erection. Thank you, Mr. Erection. Thank you, indeed. Now you can play the drop, man. Visit patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U to support the show, you cheapskate. <laughs> I love By that way, my, my daughter is mortified. So... In her mind, I guess I just had her do that and she never thought about it again. She didn't realize <laughs> that we started playing it on every episode of the show. Oh, so I told crazy. her that and then I found the uh, the latest episode and played it for her and she ran out of the room. <laughs> so now it's even better for oh, me. As she gets level. older, it's going to get even worse for her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. I love it. Yep. Ah, well, thank you for joining us, Tony. And yes. yes yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us, talking Ghostbusters. Uh, what movie are we doing next, boys? It's uh, a Doug's movie. We're doing Silence of the Lambs. That's right. Ooh. I can say that there'll probably be a master's class or two in between that because our guest, we do have a guest lined up for for Silence and t timing is everything. So 
but the next movie we will do will be Silence of the Lambs, the 1991 classic thriller. Yeah, what's our it's next master? Our next master class, I think, is Eternals. Yeah, it is. That's going to be a rough one. That's yeah. That's going to be. <laughs> that's going to be a rough one. Maybe we can just do Ooh. a shoot the shit master's class. <laughs> no, we'll do. We'll give it its justice. All right. No, okay. it doesn't deserve any justice, but that's okay. <sighs> I didn't watch Eternal, so y'all need to do that episode just so I can All right, no, no, listen we'll along be... and I don't have to watch that movie. Joe is right. <laughs> We're definitely doing it, but it was not good. It was definitely not good. It says we don't surface the community. Yeah, well, you don't have to watch Eternals if you listen to our show. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> Honestly, it's like I, cliff I, notes. <laughs> I liked Eternals. I, you know, I know it didn't have a lot to do with the, the MCU phases, but I liked it. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I I, I guess I'm coming, I'm coming across too strong. I didn't hate that movie, but I didn't, I, I, it didn't grab me, you know? I think the I expectations know. were too high. That's why I'm curious to watch it again, because I had it in my head like, oh my God, they took the Guardians of the Galaxy, which nobody knew or gave a shit about, and turned it into one of my favorite things. They, they're they going to do the Eternals. Like, the Eternals was like uh, fucking seven or eight issues of a comic that nobody read. Right. Do the do your magic, MCU. Like I'm so pumped, and then I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, they okay." Well, they had too nothing. much going on. I think was the problem. There was too many yes. characters and too many yes. things. Too many, and and some of the characters fell completely flat. They didn't just do. They didn't just not do them justice. The, their their stories fell completely flat. So yeah, we'll get yeah. to it. But that's what's going on. You can't make a movie with 19 characters in it unless you're Quentin Tarantino, man. Yeah, no, that's very true. <laughs> or um, Dave Barry in Big Trouble. Or Dave Barry. I'll, I'll give you that. He did. Or Dan Harmon. Yeah, Dan Harmon can do it. All right, guys. Well, there's only one thing left to do. Yep. Heights. Camera. Fuck off. Hi, friend. Uh, this is Eric Babone, and I'm here to talk to you about art of Eric Babone. That's what I do. You may be familiar with some of my work. Um, you know, I've drawn some weird shit for Tom and Dan, semantics, uh, just generally for people around town. Or you might be familiar with my work from this show, where my co-host Joe uh, makes weird fucking commission requests all the time. You can make weird fucking commission requests. That's right. Hit me up, uh, visit artofericpabone.com or find me on social media at artofericpabone and I would be happy to, for money of course, draw anything your twisted heart desires. Again, that's artofericpabone.com.